2: And welcome to the Survivor Series War Games review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the deadly Boys, Michael Hanfler from What Culture, to review everything that's just happened at Survivor Series War Games. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Duper. Oh, oh AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events, we have interviews, round table discussions, and a roundup of the week complete A quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said though, joined by Michael Hamlet to review Survivor Series war games. The best Survivor Series <laughs> war games ever, of course, but also simultaneously the worst Survivor Get series war games ever, because this is the first one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, first of many, do you think? Hmm, Dunno. Good question. For another day, perhaps. <laughs> Because I'm uh, I'm old, I'm tired, <laughs> I'm sick of working with children. <laughs> Sorry, this is what people say, isn't it? After like one of the more eventful shows of the year, this is what they come. There's into, a press like,
2: conference going on right now. They isn't come there? into
3: a room and they say those words huskily into a microphone, which is how I feel right about now. I wish I had the muffins to be honest. The showdown uh, yeah. for the sugar rush. Uh, the, I I I remain unconvinced by Triple H, the premium live event booker. I seem to recall, uh, by and large, feeling a bit more positive and energised. It was the one we say, it's all the time. It's the one thing that WWE could still do well with these. Yeah. And there was definite highs, huge highs. I don't want anyone to tune into this and not think that we aren't going to just lavish praise on specific like elements of this show. But they are almost too specific. Yeah, There are things that are... Can't wait to say yes, yes, brilliant, 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 great, great, great. Check, 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 check. And then like long portions of it that I've got nothing to say, nothing to add. It just this feels now it's like it's following extreme rules in not really timing these out in such a way that you can just be wholly satisfied. Mm. The good though was exquisite.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on, on some of those points Um and uh, I saw quite a lot of comments on our, on our stream, for example, for a couple of these matches just basically being even longer versions of what we'd see mm. on Mananaral, for example. Um And then that main event happened, so give Papa H, Booker of the Year and the Wrestling Observer <laughs> awards. <laughs> yeah. Because, quite simply, the Bloodline storyline featuring Sami Zayn and now Kevin Owens is the best storyline in wrestling right now. And as a man who often reflects on TV shows or pay-per-views or premium live events from the last thing I saw, this was the greatest premium live event I've ever seen.
3: <laughs> it's edge of the seat stuff. It's um, It already was epic in scale, but it's becoming all the more epic in scale as each show passes because as each show passes, it brings us closer to um, bigger events, the likes of the Royal Rumble, the likes of WrestleMania, oh. the likes of the Elimination Chamber, oh Montreal, no less. Oh
1: my God. They are
3: just, we are starting to arrive. I don't think any of us thought, right, so nobody, I don't think, would have predicted this specific outcome. Maybe uh, six
2: weeks, this, I think. I read somewhere. What's that? The Sam, Sammy Zane just having oh, a bit of fun with the bloodline. Six weeks, then we'll bring Kevin Owens
3: back. Yeah. N- nobody could have called that. But certainly we're heading now. To, we're entering the period where things are going to find their final destination. You would assume. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Sammy will be with the bloodline forever, and the tattooing begins in earnest tom- <laughs> tomorrow morning. But it just feels like this was the last point where they could have um, put something in that is really a delaying tactic. And, yeah. they, and they have, but it was just the most tremendous, surprising, and, yeah, epic feeling way to do it. I'm, I'm really, really impressed. There's a thing with when we preview and review Dynamite, right, where often AEW invites you to a fantasy book, And then when it's operating at peak, which hasn't been enough in 2022, it surprises you with what it comes up with because what you thought would happen is nowhere near as good as what they presented. All I ever really want from WB is for it to invite me to think of something logic and then deliver it. My standards are lower for WB. If it shows me a logical outcome and then it delivers it, I'm like, yeah, good. I got exactly what I hoped I would and what I thought I would. This is the former. This is, you know, coming up with multiple scenarios and then having a better one Mm -hmm. in their pocket. Um,
2: I said on the preview, if they don't do your booking of Sami Zayn, oh, is he going to helluva kick Kevin Owens or Jay Uso, and mm-hmm. he eventually kicks Jey Uso, whether that was intentional or not, I'd be really disappointed. Sorry, mate, I've changed my
3: mind. Yeah, me too, and I was the one that suggested it. This was better, um, this was more dramatic, this was more... This has made SmackDown must-see, or certainly the next time the Bloodliner are all together, absolutely must-see TV, Uh and it will be the takeaway. And you joke all the time about, well, last thing I saw is all I remember. So awesome show. <laughs> but the takeaway counts for a lot. Yeah. It, it really does. And this one was enormous. Let's start at the beginning of the show, though,
2: because it was uh, sort of topped and tailed by the War Games matches as we anticipated. So it opened with Team Bel Air uh, versus Team, I don't know, Damage Guitar, you want <laughs> to call it. Yeah. Um, I, let's talk about the whole War Games concept right now, and mm. then we'll talk about the match, actually, because, I don't know, it, like both matches basically went 40 minutes, but 25 of those were people getting in and getting gimmicks and blah, blah, blah. And then it's so surreal that the bell rings and the commentator, the, the announcer is basically like, right now, War Games begins. <laughs> and you're like, what have I just been watching them for the last 25 minutes?
3: I don't know. Is this ever going to be fixed? I don't know. I Like, I was high on war games all over again because of the one I attended in 2019 that either is the best example WB have ever booked of both the men's and the women's or it was just live bias like these matches feel potentially perfect for live crowds but it is a slog on television it is Um, that's not to say that some of the work in patches weren't really good in the run up to the both matches having the match beyond at the end because there were odds and sods but it does suck the drama out of it, thinking that, well, we have to get to the last people before anything can really be achieved with mm-hmm. consequence. Uh, th- these WWE ones are, and I do get the criticism, are can be quite fake feeling. Mm. The idea that somebody, a competitor runs down and the first thing they do is rather than get in to, say, a baby face, right, in the women's match here, rather than getting in to stop the heels beating down, they think, you know what I'm going to do, actually? I'm going to load the ring up with hundreds of weapons. And I mean <laughs> loads, loads and loads and loads. <laughs> to the point where the ring is just peppered with it. And WWE tonight used a beauty shot, quite a lot of an overhead shot. And it was really nice a lot of the time. It was oh my God. The body's being strewn everywhere for the main event standoff with the bloodline and the brawling brutes. So they got their use out of the shot. But the women's one in particular kind of looked like a farce because of how full the ring was of stuff, let alone bodies. And I just, I like seeing, don't get me wrong, right? I like seeing um, people commit their bodies to a very, very violent cause uh, in the right context, whether it be money in the bank or whether it be just awesome multi-women or multi-men matches or whatever. But when not all of the spots hit or not all of the spots feel like they're contributing to the bigger picture, it's hard to feel them, it's hard to believe that they're really chaotic, it's more just like, well should we just do this thing, this arrangement of moves, uh, while we wait for the next person to come in, and I ju- I, in both matches this year, truthfully, I didn't feel like mm. anybody, re- th- they had the highs, but I don't think they wrestled around the problems that you're identifying, and I don't know if they ever will.
2: mm I think this match particularly showcased three of the women who should be involved in the huge matches at WrestleMania this year, those being, of course, uh, Bianca Belair, Royal Women's Champion, who should probably remain the same Mm -hmm. uh, until WrestleMania. Becky Lynch, who was, of course, the big announcement on SmackDown, which was uh, a huge get, I think, and a a great surprise on the eve of a a premium live event. And Mammy
0: Oh, my God. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no one's here to drop their pen today. <laughs> Rhea Ripley, who, yeah, I think was the main reason why, despite even us saying oh, it's probably going to be Becky Lynch,
3: mm.
2: we still backed the, the the heel team to win just because of force of Rhea, I suppose.
3: She was tremendous in this. Um, Maximising minutes that she has done pretty much since she joined the judgment day, realistically. It's what's made her such a big... Breakout star yeah, in waiting. She looked tiny. She did. Um, she was physically dominant, physically awesome. Had really um, ungodly good chemistry with Mia Yim in yeah. this one. They Mia were, Yim had a really good show in she here. She did. They were beating the piss out of each other, and Mia Yim certainly uh, took her licks, but in a way that I think has left more of a memory than like the good kind of memory more than when she had to smash her face in in the ladder match in NXT. This was just her really really committing to the bit, um, and I'm glad she did because I think that was the inherent problem with this. I wasn't a fan. I, I was and I wasn't. I was willing the Asker and Io Sky exchanges to be a bit better. Mm. Um, I thought Bailey took a lot of really ugly bumps, but I don't know how many of them were supposed to be as ugly as they yeah, were. You know, yeah. it's like it's got to look brutal, but I, I want to I want them to all be safe. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe WB does want to present these as safe brawls and that's an issue in itself. Uh and I like the the highlight really, the lone highlight was seeing um Sir Bianca Belair and Becky staring off with damage cataral to show you that what happened at SummerSlam was always supposed to mm. make its way here. And it had to be some sort of grand payoff where the two baby faces finally were able to get their revenge and their comeuppance for the months and months of story like well, feuding, not really a story, but feuding <laughs> that's gone on. Becky got the Masters for her. Becky got the big moment. She was the last out of the cage. She got the big finish. It was a really impressive way to bring Becky Lynch back as a babyface, as the man, uh, because the road to WrestleMania feels fairly as- assured mm. at this point. Um, so, like, why not do that? And you clocked it, and I think it's worth talking about, because I simply, at this whether it's the hour or whatever, I, I can't remember spot by spot, but there was a number of... Uh, teases here suggest that Alexa Bliss's turn is coming. Ooh. And they've, they've shown you it, and that's good. I yeah. like getting to look for them things. The women stood in a five uh, at the end. Four of them were dancing to Becky's music, and Alexa wasn't. Four of them were smiling, raising their arms. Alexa wasn't. And I know that because she was kind of all I could stare at because I <laughs> feel like I was encouraged to yeah. watch fit if and when she would. Maybe not turn on Bianca tonight, but... You know, set up the turn mm-hmm. to come. So, I, I, enough was achieved here. I just, I th- it was a lot, like, was 40 minutes was this? Yeah, basically. <sighs> like, I f- like honestly, not to be brutal to anybody involved, that feels like about 33, 34, mostly wasted just moving from spot yeah. to spot.
2: And there was some, you know, big spots in there. Uh, EO did the big thing off without well, a bin. Did the big <laughs> thing, or she did do some bin stuff. Uh, big thing off the some top. Some bin stuff. Top, uh, as did Nikki Cross, Looked great. I thought Mia Yim, yeah, deserves a lot of credit for watching mm. this match. And then, yeah, in the end, Beck Lynch comes off the top with a sort of leg drop slash sent on thing. Uh, right on top of Kai and Sky, who are on a table. Um uh, Mia Rip Rhea Ripley, by the way, has been taken out by getting misted, hit with everything, <laughs> uh, and eventually going through a ladder with Mia Yim on her back, um, which explains why she wasn't involved in the finish. But yeah, uh, Dakota Kai was the one who got pinned by Becky Lynch to get the victory for Team bel Intriguing to see how this goes going forward mm. on Monday Night Raw. Uh, and then there was a sort of Monday Night Raw match. Uh, AJ <laughs> Styles versus Finn Balor. Dominic Mysterio obviously uh, dominating a lot of the attention early on, so they had to sort of get rid of him uh, because this is the real star yeah. of the Judgment Day. I'm Been in the flipping
3: Judgment, judgment Day. It's too
2: leaving me to be asked to edit out any swears. So that's why we're not swearing right now. On the other side. On the other side. Um, so, yeah, uh, Dom and uh, Damien Priest, brawled with with Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, although Dom had no interest in going through the crowds (laughs) until AJ Styles said, you're going there, mate, to get rid of all four of them. Obviously, Mia and Rhea uh, were just involved in the War Games match, so it's just down to AJ Styles and Finn Balor. And yes, I can see people saying, this was just an episode of Monday Night Raw, but shoved on a premium live event. Mm. But I also want to point out, whilst that's true, let's not disregard that these are two Phenomenal, pun intended, wrestlers who beat the crap out of each other. They did.
3: They did. Um, And they were left showing it after the fact, weren't they? Oh, Uh, AJ looked like you'd tried to do some downstairs weed whacking without the products of Manscaped. (laughs) Um, That's not me shouting out for a sponsor, but I really could have done with a freebie last week. Um, (laughs) The Finn Balor back marks... We didn't pick up how Um. they happened, but I need to watch it again to see because the marks were huge. (laughs) It was like uh, half of his back at least from his trunk line upwards. Uh, Just really a violent red and noisy sort of blemish on his back. And it did get there, this match. It did. The Raw, I think, for better and worse, I would say actually the Raw comparisons are fair because now these matches on these three-hour Raws do go long too often. There's nothing at all memorable, and this at least, because it was on a premium live event, because there was a definitive finish with a conclusive outcome, this did at least um, feel like it mattered by the end. Mm. And I would say that's where it differs from Raw, because there were portion, long portions, the bulk of this match, I would say, maybe save for the last four minutes, were wrestled with the two men. And this is no disrespect, because they can do things in their sleep that yeah. like some of the best wrestlers of the world can't do wide awake, but a lot of it felt like they were kind of just... Sleepwalking through familiar stuff while the fans didn't really react. They didn't make a lot of noise. They were bang game for the the end stuff, the signature stuff. Finn going for the coup de grace, uh, AJ going for the phenomenal forum and the like. But oh, I don't know. I'll I'll struggle to uh, find the reason to watch this again now I've seen it, now I've seen the outcome. Um the brawl was good the brawl was decent yeah. the dominant Mysterio character work was earnestly good I wonder if I wonder how the right way to do this was either have the middle section of the match just be substantially shorter mm. or like have a bit more um body part work early doors have the stables have their fight and then get straight to the finish yeah maybe there was a way in agent in where this wasn't that thought through and all of it like the whole show I'm trying to think if there's an example of where this isn't the case no it is the case. Triple H adds He finds five minutes From somewhere <laughs> Whether you want him or not And I think that applies To every single match On this card At least in some cases Yeah um, And th- this suffered Like all the rest It's a pattern It's n- it's never going to go away It's what he Very much likes And I just I'm not sure it needed Some of the attention It got here
2: No I mean There was some good stuff Yeah like you say Towards the end That calf crusher looked brutal Yeah um, With Finn already Selling his knee Or whatever he's, he, he it, uh, Tweaked um, And then yeah Just a phenomenal forearm out, out of nowhere Right result for you in terms of the fact that, in reality, Freer Ripley's kind of the leader of the Judgment Day.
3: She's the leader of the Judgment Day. The Judgment Day are so over now that they are. They should serve as a reminder that anybody can eat losses. Mm. Um, This was a clean loss. I wouldn't mind it now if AJ had decided, come on, guys, time to move out, and Gallows and Anderson with AJ move on to the next thing. And the Judgment Day, I don't know, maybe like focus their collected attacks on Ray. Maybe there's something to... So there'll be something new for them to do. I'm kind of interested for them to do something new on Raw as well. Mm.
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC.
2: Uh, right, let's talk about this SmackDown Women's Championship match that we weren't exactly looking forward to. No offense to the, to the performers, but it was such an obvious result. Um, I like what they did on SmackDown with this. We aren't going to have mm. a chance really to review SmackDown, of course, this week. But uh, yeah, I mean, there was on the I think it was on the kickoff show we saw a, an X-ray of someone's elbow that had been <laughs> broken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I liked how they set all this up. And Shotzi, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in and I'm going to kick your ass and I'm going to shock the world. But what should have happened is she didn't shock the world. She got her ass handed to her in about five minutes and beaten. What actually happened is Shotzi almost won effectively a handicap match and the SmackDown Women's Championship. I get what they were trying to do. I was sort of saying this to you on the stream. I was like, I get it. Initially, Ron, not, Ronda's not taken uh, Shotzi seriously. Then she's gone, oh, bloody hell, I need to take it seriously now. She's done, which was only really visible... In slow motion, and it still, you know, it took a few uh, goes at me explaining it to you to try and get over the bit where Shotzi comes off the top and Ronda sort of shifts her weight and hip tosses her. I still think that was quite a good spot. And there's there's glimmers in this Ronda character where she's just unbearable, but in the right way as a healer. It's yeah. like, which which angle should I break or whatever? Mm. And Shane is just this awful cheerleader, <laughs> but also this heavy who can do Dangerous. real damage. yeah. yeah. Then it was just but then it would they they weren't on the same page. The DDT on the apron was botched, I don't know whose fault that was. There was this weird sort of choreographed sort of we're all working together to get this spot to mm-hmm. make it set make sense bit where Shana has to go, oh, I'll lift you up and oh bloody hell, you've taken both of us out. What are you yeah. like eh? Um and yeah, the the you know, towards the end a big hip toss off the top rope, Piper's Pit, and then a little, again, another glimpse of the right version of the heel character of Ronda Rousey being like, hey, this is you, Shane, and then immediately again the submission victory. But yeah, it's weird to say, like you say, have a match that went, according to Wikipedia here in front of me right now, seven minutes and go, could you cut five minutes out of this?
3: You could. You really could. And, and then some. And then a bit more. Overcomplicated, overthought, um, really from start to finish. They are in a difficult spot here because... Sh- uh, Rhonda and becky is the match and i have absolute confidence in that match and the story to get them there uh ronda and shana are the pairing and i have absolute confidence in this as a like this <coughs> act as a pairing and yet the first run out for this whole thing has kind of been a disaster the the way that ronda got the belt back in the live morgan extreme rules match felt Just, like, two people trying very hard to have a violent match, but instead just making a bit of a mess with the violence. Ronda was out of Shotzi's league from the beginning, and this didn't really... The problem with this was it never really told the story of just how much Shotzi was in deep water. Yeah. Was out of the league. She was able to cope with a two-on-one disadvantage for quite a while. (laughs) She was able to survive and counter Ronda Rousey's submission game when really... Ronda should be like a Venus tra- flytrap with Shotzi there. Yeah, one yeah. on one, she's an ex MMA fighter and Shotzi is just all physical. She might it's not quite punch's chance, but that's what it was with Shotzi. Yeah. She's just got the fight and the will and the desire and if she's lucky and she gets an advantage she might be able to fling a body at the problem, you know. This wasn't really any of that. It was just a very 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 generic heel babyface match where the heel took far longer than she credibly should have done to get the win. Um, I got nothing out of this, and I don't know... They're going to want to put at least one more woman in front of uh, Becky Lynch Mm. to try and sustain and withhold this Ronda title run. I don't know who that woman is, because I don't know where the good match is coming from. It was a letdown and a messy one at that.
2: Yeah, I just... Like I said, there's something there in this Ronda character. I agree. But... The next few... I know you haven't got any, many pay-per-views, but the next few title matches she have, wreck them. Mm. Beat them five minutes. Be nasty about it. The Ronda... The, 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 sorry, the Ronda and Shayna version of the Shayna who beat everyone at Elimination Chamber like that. And then... Yeah. That's how you establish someone again. You can't just rely on it. It's Ronda Rousey. Everyone knows that because...
3: I, I this formula sure works anymore. This formula isn't working, and worse still... People will like the one thing with Ronda is is that she was such an aura performer that it almost didn't matter what the matches looked like. That aura has diminished, and the matches are starting to matter more, and the matches mm. are getting worse. So it just doesn't. The chemistry for the whole thing feels very, very wrong. If you're trying to get things in the mixer for WrestleMania, mm. uh,
2: then we got the triple threat match for the United States Championship. You have uh, Bobby Lashley, uh, Austin Theory, sponsored by Beyblade for some <laughs> bloody reason, uh, and of course Seth Rollins. <laughs>
3: Even better at this time of the oh oh morning. it <laughs> it's got almost soothing, quite honestly. I just have felt myself really relaxed into it there.
2: So yeah, this is the bit where I, I said this on the on what went down where I was a bit like, "Ugh, I'm not sure about this show, man. Like mm. just watched a bad SmackDown Women's Championship match, a raw esque styles baller match. This match felt like it was going the same way as a as a raw match and the you know, Wims Games match was good, but nothing mm-hmm. like, Oh my god, this I need to go back and watch this immediately. And then they just turned it on. Yeah. It's like they just flicked a switch and I can't remember what I'm saying. This credit to Papa H. <laughs> what a job he has done. turning. I mean, he made the mess himself. Yeah. But in terms of turning around this Austin Theory character, I think he deserves a hell of a lot of credit.
3: Yeah, it's Triple H um, becoming that guy uh, that I remember South Park enjoyed taking the mick out of. Billy Mays here. Where, like, he (laughs) wants to show you how impressive his cleaning product is. But in order to do that, he has to get, like, a dog and a cat to take a turd on the carpet at the same time. Yes. Just so he can clean it up and then be like, hey, my cleaning product is the best ever. It's like, you know what? Your cleaning product might be really, really, really good. You could maybe train your cat and your dog to outside. (laughs) And then you could, like, get an over-the-counter cleaning product that would do just as effective a job rather than going on to online shopping. Mm. I don't know if that even makes sense at this hour, But, like, I just... This was good at the end, really good, really heated, really strong, really well worked as well, really slick, some fantastic three-way segments. They um, they were doing an accelerated version of the um, one person down, two people fighting, but because it was accelerated, it never felt fake and mm-hmm. it never felt phony. The person, say if it was Bobby Lashley, for example, uh, had to be disposed of or downed for long enough for the other two to fight, and then... Obviously, at this point, you're fighting for a pinfall, so you really do need somebody out. So then you enter the realm of the likes so of the triple submission, for example, or doing that <laughs> flipping overhead pinfall spot that requires Seth to break it up, and the only way that he can really access the bodies is from the top rope, yeah. which is lucky because he'll fly in from out of shot to break it up. So it was loads and loads, and loads of theory Brock Lesnar-esque. Well, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Uh, the, like... Theory's looking good, man. Like, theory is cooking as a character now. And it was, he was buried. He was buried. This is the point that bothers me slightly, is that the idea is that people won't look at that raw and say, so much for the burial. I thought he was buried. (laughs) No, he was buried because one of Triple H's favorite way to push people is digging them out of the ground. Yeah. Just don't heap the soil on them in the first place. (laughs) This makes me think that in six weeks' time, we're going to think that Johnny Gargano's got a legit chance of winning the Royal Rumble. But I'd rather just think it the whole time, yeah. rather than like, "Hey, is that guy worse than crap now?" And then <laughs> all of a sudden, it's January. <laughs> I thought he was uh, worse than crap before Christmas. Hamlet. Well, he was. He absolutely was. He was the, is the only way is up. Booking, yeah, policy. he was walking around with a whistle round his neck for Christ's sake. Like th- this was a good bit of business. Austin Theory does feel like a worthy champion, which, considering it's only been two weeks, super impressive. Mega physical. Um, Bobby Lashley deserves more credit than he's getting in general for all the work he's put in in and around the US title because he's not had it now for a couple of months or something. Yeah. And Seth Rollins is still maybe feeling like you could take one last swing with him as a main eventer, possibly. I, I don't know. Maybe that's when it all goes wrong for Seth. But I just, it's undeniable, to use his biggest opponent's phrasing at this point, it is undeniable just how over that babyface yeah. character is. So maybe have one last run with him? I don't know.
2: Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins at the Rumble. You
3: could do it. You did it last year. Yeah, I'd be up for it. Yeah,
2: one last one last go of that. And you get to watch Roman. Uh, you get to watch Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn, presumably in the interim, which I'd be absolutely fine with. Also as well. very good.
3: And who is uh, Seth Rollins' very best friend? It's Kevin mm-hmm. Owens. Yeah,
2: yeah. I really enjoyed the last sort of five minutes of this match. Uh, I agree. The, the initial part was a was a bit TV esque, um, but then the you know. Jumping off Theory to curb Stomp Lashley was a lovely spot. spot. The the hurt lock on both men was a really nice spot as well. Uh the yeah, the Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins has to come off the top thing was 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 awesome. And then yeah, Austin Theory hitting, just taking out the man, you know, he looked like he was just gonna steal it in, and now he just he gets he gets mm-hmm. it done. Um Austin Theory United States champion. Didn't think I'd be saying that.
3: No, again, a, a, a real noble job of something that looked doomed. I just, like, there was such a pattern on the show, just Hunter needs to be less tedious. <laughs> just be less tedious in your tastes. And this could have been, like, a really memorable sprint. Yeah. Why fart and claw on with the stuff at the beginning if you're going to have such a hot sequence at the end? Sometimes it is right to just let them go, mm. and they probably could have done it.
2: Uh, Right, main event time, but I can't really talk about it without talking about the rest of this show and SmackDown, arguably, because you had Jay overhearing, sort of uh, sneakily listening to Kevin Owens chat with Sami Zayn on SmackDown outside the Bloodline locker room, which is probably not ideal. (laughs) Um, Jay confronts Sami, Sami lies to his face, Jay goes to Roman and goes, you see that? And Roman's obviously watching the show. He knows all about this. Mm-hmm. And Jay's like, we've got to deal with him. He's not. He, I've always, I've never trusted him. Always said he's a, a wrong and like, I'll deal with it. And I'll look him in the eye and I'll know what I need to do. So he calls Sammy in, says, did you talk to Kevin Owens? Sammy's like, yep, I did. And Reigns is, you know, looking him up and down, despite the fact he's in the red of the bloodline.
0: Oh, my God. Oh
2: My God. Um, and, yeah, Sammy's in this, this impassioned thing of, like, You're my family. You took me in when no one else would, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And he gets gets the embrace from Roman. And then subsequently later on again in the show, we keep going backstage and seeing this. And Hallheim is just peering over the tribal chief's shoulder. Jay's like, right, you know, now you've heard what he's got to say to himself. What are we going to do? And Roman's like, I know exactly what we're going to do. So we get to to a war games, Bloodline versus the brawling brutes and friends. And... uh, Obviously, the the Bayface has got the advantage, which is dumb, but they kind of made it work a little bit. Yeah. Jay starts the match, and you are go,ing okay, well, next person in from the heel team is going to be Jimmy, and that's exactly what happens until he's stopped by Roman Reigns, who, by the way, has a chair in the cage because, of course, <laughs> of course, he does. He does. Uh, that's the on. menace, doesn't yeah. it? Really? There were some cinematic shots in this that were absolutely oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he stops Jay, and he goes, "No." Sammy's got to go in there and save him. It's just beautiful storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and in amongst this, well, Jay initially's got his hands bent all over the place by Butch. And then in uh, Jay goes to super kick Butch. And super kicks Sammy Oof. Zane. Um, Ridge the Fridge is in there as well. You've got KO. You've got Drew McIntyre. You've got Sheamus. Got Solo Zukoa, the greatest NXT call up ever. <laughs> Jimmy's in there. And then Roman Reigns, just. What a guy.
3: Ugh. Star quality out the air. Takes Damn. his
2: time coming down to the ring. Batters everyone immediately. <laughs> there was a nice bit with uh, Solo Zukoa and Drew McIntyre in this match as well, of course. Um. Uh, you wanted to mention the 50 beats of the Bodron.
3: yeah i am um, it's going to get some grief that spot i could see as it was being arranged it felt it felt phony felt nonsensy and very 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 sports entertainingly however i i don't know if i'm like arguing a point that's never even going to be a point but i just i watched it and my first thought was a bunch of people are going to be pissed off with that and i don't think it's really any different to a, like a very specific Spot that was also awesome that annoyed people at Full Gear last week, which was the Young Bucks Death Triangle like super kick yeah. thing. I think wrestling can be that kind of silly theatre sometimes. Yeah, not COVID. I think. Yeah, not I think that like WWE's War Games is even supposed to have capture the um the violent rage of old War Games yeah. or indeed blood and guts. I think they're they're different animals at this point. So I thought a bit
2: where we thought Jimmy was bleeding all
3: over and then we realised it was just mm-hmm. air. Super effective um the highs in this i feel guilty almost because it's you know getting on for what is it like five, six, six in, the morning? in the morning yeah I've, no. I've been awake 24 hours pretty much and like <laughs> it's too many hours but and what i will say is in the short term i would love to be as i would love to be as verbally articulate uh as my emotional response was as we were watching on the live yeah. stream which you can watch on youtube or in the what went down when we had like, gas in the tank uh, going through the spots, because this is, honestly, it's 40 minutes. It's too long. There's dead air. But if you skim this and at least get and watch the match beyond...
2: If I was going to show this to my wife, which I probably will, because I force her to watch stuff that I mm. enjoy, um, I'd just start from Roman Reigns's entrance. Yeah,
3: I think so. And I think, like, it's not to say there wasn't other good stuff going on. And we're no, absolutely not. Wishing not wishing to undermine their work, but... Rough-looking white noise off the top. Oh, man, yeah. Like, And this is it. There's some hard hitters in there as well who were hitting hard. Um, but when the story comes to life in the second half of the match and from Roman Reigns entrance onwards, um, with the match beyond and with the pinfall of surrender or submission or whatever, it's, it's everything you're going to read about online if you do read. It's everything you're going to listen to, listen to us and anywhere else you get your wrestling content. It was epic and grandiose in idea and execution. And the proof of the pudding was very much in the eating. And the uh, Boston Massachusetts crowd, they were eating by the end. Mm. Because, you know, I, I'll not step on your own, Dick, in terms of the playback by <laughs> how he arrived at this finish. But it wasn't just everything that happened in this big, gimmicked-up, stripped up weapons brawl team match, effectively. more uh, That's not as catchy as war games, but that's kind of <laughs> what we were watching. It was the aftermath, and a particular moment of the aftermath, about... the Journey that these characters on that generated the biggest pop of the whole night. Mm. People were jumping off cages, people were going through tables, all the rest of it, and it was, it was a hug that did it. And that does, like I don't know what it speaks to in twenty twenty two specifically, but it speaks to something.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so you had some big spots. I'm not going to run through everything. Like like you say, uh, Ridge the fridge got speared through a table after getting double super kicks, so it make him look double hard. Um, <laughs> Drew got put through a table by Solisica. And, yeah, it comes down. It looks like Roman's going to, you know, clash again with Kevin Owens. And he's like, how many times am I going to kill you? <laughs> Which I thought was a nice line. Yeah. Um, and then he gets, oh, oh it looks like he's going to get pop-up power bombs. And no, uh, no, you no. Know, and then he takes over and he Superman punches Kevin Owens. It looks like he's going to hit a big spear. And then he gets, char- he charges into to hit the spear. Uh, he uh, He gets hit with a knee. Kevin Owens suddenly stunners him. And oh my God, Roman Reigns is going to get pinned. And the Bloodline are going to lose War Games. One, two. And Sami Zayn doesn't dive in and break up the pinfall. Because again, he hasn't laid a finger on Kevin Owens at this point. There was a stare down at one point, but they all just keep fighting off with the, the different people. He just grabs the referee's hand and stops it being counted for three. And then Kevin Owens. And I know some people didn't like this in the early stages. I still kind of had a bit of a soft spot for it. While well, they're talking in these matches. yeah, Gets into it, Sammy's saying, what are you doing? This isn't your family. You really think they're, they're you know. Kevin, Sammy's like, no. These are, I'm, I'm, Sammy, Sammy Uso's getting chanted, all this, <laughs> right? And uh, whilst they're arguing, Jimmy's like, well, see, this is an opportunity. Goes to super kick Kevin Owens. He catches um, Jimmy's foot. And that's when Sammy makes his decision. Low blows Kevin Owens, toys him right in the dick. Kevin Owens stumbles over to the corner, and there's a little look that, oh, I'm going to frame in my house. (laughs) Roman Reigns just nods at Sammy, and this G's him up, and he slams himself into the corner. He runs diagonally across the ring. Haluba kicks Kevin Owens. That's enough. Pin him. You got the match won, but no, it's principles, it's family, <laughs> it's, it's the bloodline, it's what's going through our veins. Cause he catches Kevin Owens before he collapses, and he drops him, and he gestures to Jey Uso, the man who's always doubted him. He says, you know, this is his sacrifice to him. And Jey Uso goes up top, splashes onto Kevin Owens. One, two, three. He gets the victory for the bloodline through the help of Sami Zayn, who is now oh, bollocks to honorary. He is Sammy Uso. Just another oose, basically. And yes, you have the moment afterwards with Roman Reigns acknowledging to a certain extent without saying it. Obviously, he wouldn't say it. So he doesn't need to say it. But yeah. Giving giving uh, Sammy that hug. But like you say, the biggest reaction was when Jay Uso was like... Oh. I had you all wrong, basically. You <laughs> hug Sammy he does the, with, with Jimmy. Very nice. But more importantly, Jay embraces him as a brother. That's it. That's exactly it. And the show goes off the air with, the, with all of the bloodline shirtless Sammy. Um, I thought this was bloody brilliant. This is what made me think, actually...
3: Survivor Series, War Games. Hey, 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 hey. You alright? <laughs> I mean, this was better than alright, wasn't it? This was absolute edge of your seat. You know you're hey. watching. Egg hey. of your seat. Egg of your seat. You know you're watching. That was what was missing this year. Aye, I, I would agree with that. Um, not the man holding it. No. Yeah. Uh, unless The Rock wants to trans- like, transport it himself this time. Aye, <laughs> this was just so dramatic and compelling, real... Again, if you want to go watch the stream, you'll just find me and Wilborn just sat in silent awe of what we're... Agog. Agog, wanting to be able to share some thoughts but simply unable to make our lips move at this point. It was just captivating, genuinely captivating because that's what the characters are. You know them all, you know the motivations, you know the, the tries and trials and tribulations and the ups and downs and this was a case of a lot of it playing out here and the next, the next big chapter... Kicking off and commencing. Yeah, Sammy is the like that will erode. Sammy's relationship with Easels will erode. It's natural and it's inspired. Like it might not get him now, but it'll get him out. Like, in out me eventually, it'll get him. Like, um, I don't know. I just think like Roman as the guy that wasn't trusting Sammy's in was for a little while. Uh, like what, like two three weeks ago, mm. it was a sort of a different take on it. But now they trust him more than ever. Mm. Now Jay is giving him the cuddle. He's Jay getting a win was one of my favorite bits, of yeah. this, I think. Because it could have been where like Zayn serves him up. Literally serves him up. They mirror the spot from Battleground 2016 when Owens fell into uh, Zayn's arms after the Hulluva kick. But they're not friends anymore, so he just leaves him to die. Um, laying him out for the Jay splash was the sort of thing where, okay... Jay gets the splash, but Roman gets the pin. Yeah. And he still gets to look upon. But it was almost like Roman wanted everybody to show him. Everyone was performing for the tribal chief. And now let's have weeks and weeks and weeks of bloodline holiday cheer. Yes. Then go into the Christmas period where all matters are resolved. It's great this because they now can believably think after 24 hours of all of us going, ah, just watch the telly and a lot of these problems will be ironed out. We now go into a Christmas where things are clearer than ever. Mm. Ostensibly. I just, I was astonished by how well this was booked. Yeah.
2: It's, it's the, as I say, it's the best storyline in wrestling. And in summary, this show, you know, maybe wasn't as good as we hoped it was going to be in parts. But when I think Survivor Series War Games, I will remember this main event. And whilst this show maybe wasn't as uh well received as as many people anticipated with the, the 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 card that we had it was very 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 oozy and that's all <laughs> I'm here for right now in wrestling
1: oh my god oh
0: yeah it
3: was uh it was honorary oozy
0: at very <laughs> least at yes. very
3: least i can't wait to see it, with it and that's and that's and that's it that is the point yeah Raw, SmackDown, like the the first point at which the Bloodline are announced, it's drop everything and tune in. Absolutely. It is. Well, let us know your
2: thoughts on Survivor Series. On Twitter, at whatculturewwe.com. (laughs) <laughs> you can follow both of us on Twitter you can follow Michael Hampler at <laughs> Michael Hamflat. you follow me at Adam Wilborn follow us all at WhatCulture WWE of course uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts we'll be dealing with all the fallout from this next week of course uh, and later on today uh, <laughs> you'll be getting probably some news about this and mm-hmm. at the very least some ups and downs from Simon Miller on all of this um but, yeah, very excited to, to continue where this goes next week. What Culture dressing, wherever you get your podcasts from. But for now, this has been the Survivor Series. All games review. My thanks to Michael Hanford. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.